hello, and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and this is our Christmas edition of the podcast. I don't think we've done a Christmas edition in a while. Uh, last year, I was in the hospital, and uh, so this year, we're back. We're back at Christmas, and I'm really excited about this particular podcast because we're going to talk about my favorite movie of all time, my favorite Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life. And so... And we're going to be talking about the book Finding God in It's a Wonderful Life with our guest today. Uh, Greg, welcome to our podcast. Thanks, Kevin. And in spite of what it says under my face, I'm not Wendy Osamakopoulos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Wendy's husband. Yeah. I should change that little uh, name thing. But I didn't. And I probably should have worn my ugly Christmas sweater, not knowing that this was your Christmas program. Well, so you no. got what I got. I thought about putting on a hat or something, but um, <laughs> we're just using the audio from this anyway. So otherwise, awesome. I would have I cleaned up behind me a little bit. Uh, I'm here in the classroom, my classroom, and uh, it's we're almost at Christmas break, and I'm I'm just kind of coasting right now. There you go. But <laughs> I wish that were true of a pastor's life, but uh, yeah, there's no coasting allowed during no. this month. Uh, this is your busy time. So it is I, indeed. I get time yeah. off. So <laughs> well, tell us introduce yourself to our to our audience here. This is the first time you've been on the podcast. I hope it's not going to be the last time because I I've been, you know, stalking you online for a little bit since we uh we met here and uh you 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 you, you fascinate me a bit. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Kind of say hello. Well, my name is Greg Osimakopoulos, which is easier for me to say than for most. That's why I haven't said it yet. My my grandfather was a Greek immigrant who came from near uh, Delphi in in Greece, settled in northern Idaho, and proceeded upon uh, becoming an American citizen to change his name mm. from Hieronymus Osimakopoulos to Harry Smith. <laughs> so I actually was born to Edwin Smith, and I was Greg Smith until I was a senior in high school when my dad decided he didn't want to abandon his Greek ancestry and so took the family name back again. So, Well, we're, I, we're yeah, here in Wisconsin, I, and we have, um, you know, we have the Milwaukee Bucks with uh, Giannis, and I can't pronounce his name either. My kids can, and they mock me every time. I know. I was just watching that on uh sports channel last night to see how many letters are in his. I think he has my 14 letters beat. Hmm. But please <laughs> he, continue. Please continue. Sorry. I have been a pastor for uh about 45 years and my wife and I have served congregations in California. Uh, our kids, we raised them in the suburbs of Chicago and Naperville. And then about uh, 17 years ago, we moved back to the Pacific Northwest, which is where I grew up and where my wife and I met as students at Seattle Pacific University. And uh, currently, I am a chaplain at a senior adult retirement facility on the banks of Lake Washington. If any of you have been to Seattle, you know that Mercer Island is not one of the San Juan Islands, but in the middle of Lake Washington, not far from where Microsoft is headquarters and Costco and uh, Starbucks, <laughs> all these things that put our little town on the map. But uh, it's 
the the most wonderful 10 years of my ministry walking alongside senior adults, helping them pack their bags for heaven. Mm. Well, we're going to be talking about your book here today, um, Finding God, It's Wonderful Life. Now, we met in a, uh, in a Facebook group that you had posted on. You posted your book, and uh, I joined this group last year because I, you know, I love this movie. I remember when I was a kid um, watching another movie, uh, what was it, Gremlins. I don't know if you remember that movie, from back from the 80s. And there was a scene in It's Wonderful Life in that movie. And I remember thinking, man, you know, I, I think I was like maybe 10 years old at the time. I thought, people seem to know what this scene is. I wonder what this comes from. My dad's like, how do you not know where this comes from? <laughs> and then I realized this is the movie that I, I later found out because of some copyright errors was shown on TV like almost like 24 hours a day somewhere, somewhere on, on the planet that movie was being shown. Um and so I began to watch it like, oh, you know, I actually really like this. And uh, since then, my love affair with It's Wonderful Life, uh, better than Miracle on 31st Street or any other Christmas movie you could think of, Die Hard or whatever, um, is, is just great. And um, I've always been fascinated by it. So when I saw your book, I'm like, yeah, I've, I've got to get this, especially written from a pastoral perspective. Absolutely. So how, tell oh, us how finding God, finding God in It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. Yeah. Um, tell us how, how you, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, my wife has a different favorite Christmas movie, The Bishop's Wife, which hmm. this year is celebrating their set, its 75th anniversary. And in It's a Wonderful Life, there's that little girl that anybody that knows the movie knows, Zuzu, George yeah. Bailey's little girl, uh, and Zuzu's Petals. Well, Zuzu, uh, that child actor, is also in The Bishop's Wife, which was released a year later. I'm feeling a little melancholy today, Kevin, to tell you the truth, because for the last several years, I've been in upstate New York this weekend with the surviving members of the It's a Wonderful Mm -hmm. Life family who gather on this weekend every year to celebrate the movie and to talk about working with Frank Capra and Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed. And it really has become, since the release of my book, an opportunity that I've had to get to know those people. And uh, they've become like family to me. But this year, because of other commitments, the memorial service of one of my best friends that I'm conducting later today, uh, I'm just not able to be there this year. But they're there in Seneca Falls, New York. Yeah which they believe was what inspired the real-life town that inspired Frank Capra to create Bedford Falls. So I, I grew up in Massachusetts, and every once in a while we drive back out there, and we pass through there. And so someday, it's on my bucket list, I'm going to stop there and just hang out for a couple hours. And oh, check you have everything. to. Yeah, Absolutely. right on Interstate 90. So you, you've, um, you've met some of the cast then. Now, I know um, you met Zuzu. Um, and she so was the first before. person I met. Yeah. So tell how did you how did you get involved with that? Well, that was, that's a curious story. I had not seen the movie until 1974, Christmas of 74. I just graduated from college, and my cousin, whose family had a tradition of going to a vintage theater in the Seattle area to watch It's a Wonderful Life, told me about their tradition and asked if I'd ever seen it. I had not. 
So I asked my mom if she'd be my date, and mm. she went with me to uh, to that little neighborhood theater, and I couldn't believe it. I came out wiping my eyes with uh, tears because it moved me, it touched me. And I, as a young pastor, before I was married, would often illustrate my sermons with scenes from the movie, seemed appropriate, because there are so many spiritual values embedded in the in the film. Uh, then when we moved from Chicago to uh, Seattle, one of the members of the church that I was now serving was a retired Boeing engineer who was now doing what really brought him joy in life, and that was acting. Hmm. And he said, hey, Pastor Greg, I am in a a play that I'd love to invite you to. It's a radio drama of It's a Wonderful Life. Hmm. And one of the people that is playing George Bailey's wife was in the movie in 1946 when it first came out. Carolyn Grimes, uh, who played Zuzu, hmm. she plays in, uh, George Bailey's wife in the, the play that I'm in. So I went to see Dave in the, the play, and after the production, he introduced me to Carolyn, and we hit it off. And uh, a few months later, she came to the church to talk about her faith journey as hmm. a child in her not-such-a-wonderful-life can't believe all the pain and suffering that mm. that woman has been through in her life. And uh, what grew from there was a friendship. She lived not far from where our family was now located. And uh, lo and behold, a publisher back about 10 years ago approached me and asked if I'd like to write a devotional book, knowing my relationship with Carolyn and how that would be of help. And of course, I said yes. Yeah. Wow. So let's talk about the book because it is great. So again, the book is Finding God and It's a Wonderful Life. And, um, you know, again, I, I've, there are times on this podcast, uh, we, we talk about books because publishers send me books and I'll, I'll, I'll do my due diligence and yeah. send it out, help, help some people out. Uh, but this is a book, you know, the publisher didn't come to me. I came to you. Because uh, first off, the topic fascinates me. But then, as I read through it, I loved it. Just absolutely loved it. In fact, there's I've, I've got notes all over here, um, and I'm going to rip some of this off in the future chapel message. Um, I'll give you credit, of course. But you know, <laughs> um, I love this this acronym of Hallelujah, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, that you use, which is it helps me personally. Um, but so you you take the book, uh, take the book, you take the movie. And you kind of cut it up into bite-sized pieces. This is more of a devotional book, but you can really see your 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 pastor's heart in this. So first off, we'll establish you're not saying that this movie is a Christian movie with a secret evangelistic agenda or anything like not that. Not at all. No. I, I look at I look at the movie the way I think Jesus looked at real life around him when he told parables. He took what people were accustomed to seeing. Right. And use that as a lens through which he invited them to look at spiritual truth. Right. So that's you're, you're taking the movie the and we're seeing, okay, from a Christian perspective, um, here's what we can glean from this and again, illustrate uh, real life. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll throw this out there just for the sake of theological correctness, but we know there is some bad theology. We don't become angels when we die. Right. No. Um, 
And we yeah. don't know that angels really have wings. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, th- there are some angels mentioned wings, but you know, nothing like we, we would typically think of in your, your Hallmark or uh, Precious Moments visions. Um, and we don't see anything about earning wings. In fact, it would seem antithetical to the gospel that you now have to earn something to uh, somehow get higher status with God. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we don't even attempt to right. take what's there and right. and uh interpret yeah so i do but i do appreciate your your introduction where you talk about that we do have scripture does talk about heaven is watching us yeah. um god does nothing gets by his notice um we we do have some sort of heavenly audience um uh, that god actually does care about us and uh, I, I think that's one of the encouraging things about this movie. You have the everyday guy who doesn't consider himself to be anything special. In fact, thinks himself just the opposite because he keeps missing out on what he really wants to do in life. And so considers himself some sort of uh, second class person. And then you have Clarence himself, who is an angel second class, yeah. hasn't got his wings yet. That's good, Kevin. I've not thought of that before. <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> Uh, so you have these people, you know, I, I think of first Corinthians one, we talk about the idea that God uses the foolish things in the world to confound the wise. And I think we can, we can all put ourselves in that story that yes, we all feel like in our celebrity culture, we don't measure up. I'm not a Kardashian. I'm not a, uh, sports star. I'm not this. I, I just live in a simple house. I have my family. I screw up. I go to work and sometimes it's a drag and, you know, I'd rather be, you know, I've got visions of where I should be, but I'm just kind of stuck here in reality. That's true. There's a George Bailey in each of us. Yeah. That's, that's kind of my premise. Right. As well as the fact that in George Bailey, I see a Christ figure yeah. of someone who not, not the second class citizen, but the one that is the self-giving, the other focus, the one that is willing to sacrifice his right. life to save another. That's that's the other theme that runs yeah. concurrently through the book as well. Yeah, and you see that at the very beginning of the movie um, with saving his brother, uh, George trying to save his brother. And then, you know, all the people he saves, quote unquote, just throughout the movie. Whether That's it's right. uh, the Martini family with a new house that they wouldn't have had otherwise, or all the, the countless other people who have homes, Town uh, Harlot, you know Violet Bick, right? Yeah, yeah and I, I love that 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 chapter in, in the book as well because you have a whole chapter devoted to, to Violet, and you know there we all have those people in our lives, and for some of us that's that that's us. We are the Violet Bick, yeah. uh, Violet Bick, excuse me, and you know we have lived somewhat of a scandalous life even if all the details aren't known. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we have those people in our lives. We maybe we are that people, but um, he shows her just as much kindness as anyone else, not judgmental, uh, but reaches out and, and, and sees what her need is. And that's, that's, I mean, that's the, the basic storyline of scripture that, that, that ultimate meta narrative of redemption. Exactly. And in that scene, when Violet comes to George in his office there in the building and loan, asking for financial help, yeah. you know, she comes out of the office having given him a kiss on the cheek yeah. 
to express her gratitude. And George does not hesitate to, you know, the fact that he is being misunderstood by those people right. in the office. That's what Jesus was willing to do. He oh, was that man eats with sinners and publicans. I, yeah. <laughs> what mattered was that he cared for the person, regardless yeah. of how other people put a spin on it. Right. Yeah. So, two chapters I, I especially enjoyed. Uh, one is about answering prayer, uh, how God answers prayer. Uh, he didn't send money. He sent an angel. Yeah. And that's how... <laughs> That's how we have to kind of reboot from time to time to understand that just because the answer doesn't come the way we expect it to come doesn't mean God isn't at work. Right. God is behind the scenes. And what we need to do, I think, maybe on a daily basis is, Lord, give me eyes to see how you are at work in my life today. Yeah. I love that chapter. Okay. My favorite chapter is how do you spell hallelujah? I this is the chapter that I love the most because I identify with the most. I am someone who gets very easily frustrated as my family will attest to. And, you know, you get the, uh, whether it's the, uh, you mentioned uh, besetting sins and the doorknob, not the doorknob, the, uh, the doorpost thing that he keeps. You know, oh, and the banister. Yeah. The banister. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, he, all this is going down. You've, you've got, uh, the money that's missing, you get the bank examiner asking questions, and uh, who knows what Uncle Billy is up to, what he's done, and this is all coming down on me, combined with all of the shattered dreams I've had in my life. This isn't where I expected to, and now I've got a little girl who's practicing. Uh, you've got the, the practicing Hark the Herald Angel Sing. You've got this little girl asking about how to spell Halloween. It's like, what? Of all the things you could talk to me about, this is... Uh, and it's, Whoa. Yes, I know. <laughs> By the way, that little girl playing the piano. Yes. He has become a personal friend of mine, too, through these uh, years at the festival. She actually now attends my wife's home church in Southern oh. California. She's 84 years old, sadly dealing with some memory loss. Uh, but she is a, a real avid follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. And Carolyn, uh, Carol Mueller is her name and, uh, Carol Coombs Mueller. And, uh, just a remarkable story in and of itself. In the re revised edition of the book, I don't know which book you have, Kevin, if it's the original or if it is the 75th anniversary version. But in the expanded revised version, there is the story of Carol uh coombs mueller's journey of faith i'm gonna have to get that I, I didn't see that in the in the copy i've got so okay i will send that. you a copy how about well, that thank you well so how do you spell hallelujah this is how uh, i i've written this down on an index card because i'm going to carry this around with me um this is for someone who gets frustrated who gets angry easily here's your advice humble yourself hmm. admit your need look to god this is chapter 12 Lose yourself, evaluate your circumstances, list your blessings, uncontrollably embrace. Um, now I can't read this, um, <laughs> but I'll go back and get that. Uh, joyfully celebrate. Additionally embrace today. Yes, embrace. Okay. I'm fixing that right now. Embrace today. Yes. Joyfully celebrate, acknowledge divine intervention, and hear music from heaven. 
I'm going to tell you that th- this this is the pr- this is worth the price of the book right here. This is worth uh, the interview here. Um, I'm going to be keeping this around with me. This little index card I've, I've got because um, that's that's very practical for me, and it's a good reminder of what God's doing. What it, because in reality, when when I know when I get frustrated and when I get overwhelmed or anxiety kicks in, reality ceases to exist. And I've got to remind myself of what the true situation here is. And, that, and that's one of the, I think the, the overall themes of it's a wonderful life is that we don't realize there's a bigger picture going on. You don't realize the impact that you're having on your community, on people that you minister to people that you influence and, and what's, what's bogging you down now is a momentary trial that God is well aware of, right? And will intervene. That's so well said, boy. <laughs> I love to hear somebody like yourself unpack the essence of a chapter like that. It it's really true. You know, the the movie was based on a Christmas card that a guy sent to his family and friends. 79 years ago, uh, in 1943, in the middle of the war, he was standing in front of his bathroom mirror one morning when he had this idea. He was a Civil War historian, uh, a writer of sorts, editor of a, a publication, and he had this idea that a guy doubting his own worth, standing on a bridge contemplating suicide, is given the opportunity to view the world, what it would have been like had he never been born. And he called his little novella, this 4,000-word short story, The Greatest Gift. Mm. And he went looking for a publisher. And as in keeping with the storyline of It's a Wonderful Life, nothing fell into place. He couldn't get a publisher to to publish his book. So he decided to self-publish and published it as his Christmas card for 1943. Mm. And that got into the hands of Hollywood and eventually Frank Capra. And he took this concept, added some dramatic uh, aspects, scenes to it, retitled it, no longer The Greatest Gift, It's a Wonderful Life. But we know that the greatest gift that's in our life is life itself. Yeah. And for Christians, the greatest gift, of course, what makes life ultimately wonderful is the gift of Jesus. Right. Amen. By the way, did, did you know, uh, I didn't discover, I was given by the publisher the title of the book before I started writing the book. Hmm. And so, as I did my research on these various scenes, I discovered you really can find God and it's a wonderful life in the movie. The character, you know, Mr. Gower, yeah. the, the druggist who slaps young George in the ear and right. all that actor, H.B. Warner, British actor, was in a movie 17 years earlier. Cecil B. DeMille's classic silent motion picture, King of Kings. Mm. H.B. Warner, Mr. Gower, plays Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so you can really make a case. Yes. <laughs> I'm God, and it's a wonderful life. Right. 
<laughs> well, Pastor Greg, I want to thank you for taking the time and talking with us here today. Um, I, I feel I, I hope you'll come back on the podcast sometime because I feel like we've we've just started a conversation here. I would love to do that. Uh, you're a great host, and I love the way you reflect upon other people's work and just the way you reflect upon life. Well, this I, is my my first introduction to you and your and your material. You've got so much more out there as well. You've written other books and articles and, and whatnot that uh, I'm going to be checking out in the coming weeks. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Kevin. And uh, if you will make sure I get your mailing address, I'd be happy to put a copy of the revised, expanded version of Finding God and It's a Wonderful Life uh, in, in the mail. That's very gracious. Thank you. And so I want to thank all of you for listening. So get, don't forget to check out our website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org and check us out on Facebook. Um, if you've been keeping up, uh, our, our usual co-host not here today, uh, Ray is up. He's got his blog back up. He's going through the book of Matthew. So check that out and uh, we'll list some other things there and we'll uh, be posting other articles. So check us out there. Well, of course, you want to check out Finding God and It's a Wonderful Life. We'll have a link to that in our show notes. So until next week, have a great rest of your week. Mm -hmm.